What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Electric Juice Podcast. My name is Nick, and today's interview was is with a man by the name of Greg Van Visor. He's based out of North Carolina in the United States, and this is a guy who does a lot of uh, diorama work with like houses, think stone houses, think old French style architecture. He kind of does combine like a model railroad, uh, 135th scale, has very large, uh, he kind of made this like this really big, like six by six foot diorama, stone uh, French style village. Very cool stuff, very inspirational when I found him. Like I said, when I found him on Instagram, I immediately asked him to come on the podcast. I had to find out kind of his techniques and his style, learn more about him. And we had a great chat over the uh, over an hour. And it was a lot of fun talking to him, learned a lot. And so let's go and get right into it. One last thing, if you could, please leave that five-star review on Apple iTunes. It really does help our fellow modelers find this podcast. And without further ado, my man, Greg Van Visor. Hi, right, Greg. It's a fire, brother. How we doing? Doing great. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, thanks for doing this with me. Um, I caught your uh, one of your um, pictures off of. Uh, it was shared through a uh, one of the miniature groups. Uh, your most recent recent picture, and that's how I found you. So um, it looks like you uh, do a lot of uh, stonework, quite a bit of it. Yeah, the uh, this current project that I'm working on is. Uh, it's quite a bit of stonework. You're exactly right. <laughs> so, to, well, let's go. Uh, let's go through it because it looks. When I was scrolling through you, well, well, there's a few things that caught my eye. One was the complexity of the, um, of some of the uh, aspects in the town. Like you have multiple levels, layers, going on rivers pouring through. Then I saw that clock that you made. That was really neat. We'll kind of go over it all, but kind of just tell me about this uh, this project. You, it's kind of a like a mini city. Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, it's an imaginary French village. Um, I actually named it after my wife, uh, whose name is Grace. It's Villa de Grasse. And uh, she puts up with all the stuff that it takes to build this village. So the least I could do was name it after her. Um, <laughs> I know that, man. <laughs> one of the, uh, the things that people do like is when they come up on it from, from a straight shot angle, that it does have depth that goes down into you know, a two foot span. Mm-hmm. So, so tell, well, let's talk about the design. Where'd you, where'd you get the, like, I know you said it's like a French, like a French uh, inspiration, but where, where did, you, did you just kind of build it as you go pre-planned it or how'd that work? So I kind of wanted to have a train layout ever since I was a kid and I just never had the room until, until I got older. And when I started this idea, I wanted to base it on, I guess I'm a history buff. So I like French architecture. I like European architecture in general. And I was stationed in Europe. So I think that is the catalyst for all that. I'm not really sure, but I I really do like the aesthetic. And I wanted something kind of quintessential of a village. So uh, American architecture, village, I don't know. So um, I I tried doing Verlinden products. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Uh, because they had a lot of European architecture, but everything was blown up. Everything was World War II era, yeah. and uh, that wasn't going to cut it. So I, I started building, uh, started building my own buildings, and and just learning as I as I went. So that's that's kind of where it started, and it it grew. Um, I kept it into a six foot section, and I do have plans to to build more as as 
as time goes on. I have pretty much finished this one for now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, I mean, this will, how long did it take you to make it? I would say about a year's worth of straight time over the course yeah. of six or seven years because I have a full time job and you know you can't you just can't work on it all the time. So it, yeah, it does just, take a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Well, I mean, like one thing, a big thing that caught my eye that I was really impressed with was a lot of your stone work, um, especially the shot that you took of the clock that's on the side. It's like the third one down your Instagram, third or fourth of the, you see the door, the side of the wall. You have very, oh, yeah. uh, it's uh, the, the stone work is impeccable. So like, t- t- tell me what's your, what's your uh, strategy when you're trying to conquer this type of stone work? So, so when I started out, you know, it was all learning. This is a learning module. Everything I've, I've done, I've just kind of learned as I go and watch, watch others and, and look at actual architecture to, to try to figure it out. And so if you look at some of the earlier buildings, like uh, the mill, the Miller's house, if, if you can look at that, that's, that is a, uh, a subtractive kind of style where I'm carving away the stone. I, I actually coat uh, styrofoam with um, different products, either, Flex paste by scenic uh, woodland scenics, and I carve it out with a dart. Actually, just carve every stone. The one you're talking about is is an additive kind of sculpture where I'm actually building the blocks out of foam, and block by block, I have built that whole train station. Takes forever, doesn't it? It does, and uh, you get two different kind of results from each style. Um, I have to give credit to, to Luke at uh, Geek Gaming. It actually, the stonework there where you shake it up with sands and rocks and it gives it that really authentic look. Yeah. I, I saw that yeah, in the yeah. video and it just took it to another level right there. It does. Yeah. Have you used, um, what I use is actually, I just use diorama debris. I use their molds and plaster bricks. Um, have you ever tried using do, using their guys' stuff before? Yeah, I actually, I actually have a mold where I, uh, I did do that, and man, that is an arduous task. After you you fill all those uh, those molds with plaster, and then yeah. pop them out, and then glue them down. I think I yeah. got about I don't know eight hundred bricks <laughs> across one thing. I was like, I, I can't do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna try another another approach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the route I I took. I mean, once I did, kind of made my first building with them, I was like, I'm at the time consumption is is freaking insane with that stuff but if you can muster through it i mean the results are pretty sweet man hey, like that, that, that that plaster look on those bricks looks so freaking real um but it just requires a lot of time like i'm building a house right now it's it's, it's taking me forever trying to get all these bricks because one of my molds only like there's a bunch of different size bricks and i need the smallest one and it only makes out of like the 100 bricks it makes i think only eight of them are the small ones and i need like four or 500 of these things, but I can only do eight at a time because that's, that's the amount in there. I don't know. It's just taking forever. Every time I get, every day I come home from work, you just make it a job. All right, I'll pour one plaster. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of do it one, one, like I got to do it every day after I come home from work, I'll just do it. It takes me 10 minutes and yeah, I don't know. It's coming along. I think it's the right way to do it. I, you know, I firmly believe that the, the closer the raw product you're modeling is to the prototype, the better sure. result you're going to have. So if you're going to model wood, use wood. If you're going to model brick, use plaster, you know, something like that. 
Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Um, do you are you you work with balsa wood then too, right? I do. I do in yeah, basswood. How, how do you what what's your uh how do you how do you like it? I love it. It's you know, it's light, it's accessible, um it it weathers brilliantly, it, it takes stains, it takes paint, it's um you can wire brush it, it it's you know. Mm-hmm. I've had good results with it. Uh, some, some people use styrene, but I think it goes back to the last point I make. And they can make styrene look just like wood, but it's it's just I just I don't prefer it. Yeah, have you? Yeah, exactly. Like I know, like I got st- I think you can do styrene. is not too hard to make styrene look like metal. That's pretty easy. Just get metal paint and makes it look like it. But like trying right. to make it look like wood. I mean, I've seen people do it, but oh, fuck, I have no idea how to do it. It looks nothing like wood every time I try. But like you said, wood wood for wood's the best. <laughs> you know, like it always seems to work. I, know, I have to. So, so the gate, there's a there's a picture of a gate on my Instagram. That's all. That's styrene, and that's it. Didn't turn out too bad, but I would prefer to I'd prefer to use wood. What um, do you laser cut anything, or is everything hand carved? Everything up until the train station is is hand carved. I got into the um, what do they call those things? Corbels underneath the roof line, uh-huh. and I was like, Man, if, I, if I want these really be authentic and, and do them, I need to get get it laser cut. And I found someone on um, Etsy who actually yes, okay. laser cut. So I shot them over a file, and I am sold. It is yeah. fabulous. I, I really, really would love to get a laser cutter. Yeah, it just makes um, it so much more. It it it, ta- it it just takes it to another level. The detail, mm-hmm. the stuff that you can do, you can't well, get you can there. Be, be insanely precise with it. Um, yeah, I mean it's I mean, down to the millimeter. So I mean, my my dad actually is moving. Um, he he retired. He's moving. He cleared all the stuff, and he's like, "You want my glow forge?" I'm like, "Like, dude, like, of course I want it." He's like, "You can have it. I I moved to. I don't need it anymore." So he gave it to me, wow. but the problem, the there's, I mean, I say there's not really cons, but like with the glow four, sometimes when you're trying to do, sometimes things look a little too precise when you're trying to cut things, rather than like when you kind of like you said when you score things on like the balsa wood with the wire brush, you can't mm-hmm. really do that with the glow fours. Like you have to use like a lot of basswood, otherwise the stuff will be hard on break. So there's pros and cons, but um, it's nice if you're trying to make a make a uh, design a building, you kind of want the base exactly measured right that's the that's the great thing about the uh, can't you um 3d texture on the glowforge like if you yeah. print it wood grain you yeah you can you can yeah well that's that's another thing so like let's say if you have like um an old school bar with like a wooden wooden sign you want kind of like the, the bar's logo and grain on the sign kind of like swinging mm-hmm. outside the shop you can yeah that's something you can do mm-hmm. um like i i did a model i made a model i don't know if you're familiar with the show spartacus um, there's a, uh, there's one of the arenas that like their old arena. I, I built a whole thing. I had posted it on my, any of my social media, but I built the whole arena and I like on below, I, I did a nameplate. I said Spartacus on the bottom. And so that, so that's pretty cool. But like, um, yeah. Like, are you talking about like making something round or something? No, I've seen, I've seen people actually print textures, like textures onto substrates with the 3d, like when you print a photograph on wood. Yeah, you can do that. Text, you can print a texture on there. So, I, you know, I don't know if it would work. But uh, so when I print the laser parts, 
I take a little wire, a little teeny wire brush. It's a short wire brush, and I just go over as much as I can the parts to just to highlight the some of the textures in there and some of the age. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's I mean that that I mean I guess you could do that. You could um, if you put like a picture of some like uh, some textures on top of your. Um, SVG file. Yeah, you probably could do that. I've never tried it yet, but um, I saw a guy online. He printed a brick wall on, on I think either MDF or basswood, and he had the you know the old bricks that were falling out. He did a fantastic job. Yeah, there's yeah yeah. There's a guy. Um, there's a Japanese guy that I follow that does that. He laser cuts all of his bricks like forever. I was like, how the fuck does he get this thing to look so good? <laughs> And then, like, and I, I realized that like, always laser cutting everything. That's how it looks so good. But I mean, dude, you could do some wizardry stuff. Like my Cricut, if you know how to really work the Cricut and the late the glow and the glow forge together, like, kind of know what, like, because like the Cricut's good for doing vinyls. Um, so if you need to do like little stickers for whatever reason, I don't know. If so, there's some people do that can do some insane stuff, man. And it's like, but it just takes a lot of practice. And I yeah, just I mean, got my glow forge. Yeah, but. I'm looking at them. I, I am looking at them. So it's a chunk, it's a chunk of change, though, man. If you can't yeah, we'll, afford it, we'll, yeah. yeah. I have yet to monetize this project, so we have to, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, what about do you use? A, have you do you use a three D printer? Uh, no, I do not. No, I do not. That's another thing I'm looking at. You know, it, it's like I said. I finished up this project, and I've kind of. I set a pace, you know, maybe the reason I didn't use all those individual stones is because I needed, I wanted, I was more concerned about the overall feeling of the village rather than every intricate detail, even though I put a lot of detail in it. And I think now I'm going to pursue um, some individual buildings where I'm actually trying to push it to a, to a different level. Um, so laying down a, a piece of foam and carving bricks into it was a, was a little bit, about more of a time management thing rather yeah. than and getting the village done i think so the next projects are going to be more well, uh, i think a lot more detail yeah well i mean i mean you're there dude i mean what about tell talk to me about this uh clock how'd you how'd you make that so the clock is uh was laser cut that's a laser cut piece um the outside was laser cut and then i actually uh cut a so it was one eighth thickness on the outside ring and then the inside circle was 16th of an inch so now i've got we've got a you know 16th of, of space or uh, one thirty second on both sides so the inlay clock the the photograph of the clock lays into the clock and then i actually dropped um a dab of realistic water on top of each side to give it that you know, the water tension, I guess the tension of it kind of gave it a glass look, let that set up and I weathered it and put it up there. It's very fragile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I would imagine. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, yeah. That's, long, exactly so. what you can use, that, that's exactly what you can use your laser cutter for just stuff like this. So yeah, that's well, yeah. I sent this off to, to, to someone to do for me and it's, it's okay, but I'd, I'd rather have it to play with, I think, sure. but that, that project turned out pretty good. I thought. Um, and it keeps yeah, time, uh, twice a day. Another thing that you can uh, keep in mind if you, if you do, ever do get a cricket, um, like if you want to kind of get that glass look, um, if you have the files for you, like let's say let's say if you made that that clock, you could put the inner circle dimensions in your cricket 
get a, a clear plastic styrene, the cricket will cut that circle to the exact size and you just place that piece of uh, clear styrene on top of your clock so it gives it that glass look. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would work too. Yeah. I, yeah. I was trying to figure yeah. out how to, how to do that, but uh, I yeah, could have you hand cut it. I could have hand cut that circle, but it's it's still a little small and it would be a little jaggy, I think. Yeah, it would be the cricket, the cricket. It would be a little challenging. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I mean like again, that's kind of something you could use a cricket for is just kind of uh if you need glass, just pl- clear plastic styrene that is perfect. Because you can't laser cut the styrene because it'll melt a little bit. I mean you can, um, but like the clear plastic would burn it and look like shit. But um anyways, let's talk about um I would assume your woodworking shops is all hand cut, right? You made all that stuff. The woodwork shop. What are you? What are you talking about? Uh, you have like a little uh, workbench with little kind workbench, of like yeah, yeah. That, bike that, and stuff. That workbench is is hand cut. Yeah, that's just balsa wood, and then the boards laying against the back are are balsa wood. Uh, the bike is a is a kit. You know, it's it's a, like a. Mm, Italiary or something kit, and so is the vice. And then I've got some clock parts sitting on the workbench that I've weathered to make it look like he's guys working on something. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, that. Where do you find that vice at? That vice came in a kit, came in a one one thirty fifth scale kit. Really, just like a yeah, uh, like a mil- mil- a yeah one of those military uh, you know guys work tank workshop or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty nice. Might have like it that. in the tag. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, um, well, how long have you been doing this for? Like total? Like, would you say when did you start getting into it? I'd say about six or seven years ago, and I built that particular barn, which you're looking at, which you were just talking about, to see if I could even do it, if it was feasible to build these buildings, and um, then I realized, ah, oh, I can do this. And this will be pretty cool. So, uh, the the current barn that you're looking at's not even in the in the main uh, layout, but it's going to be in the second module. Um, I, I started on the Miller's house and, and built a mill, thinking, okay, if it's going to be a village, it's got to have a mill. Sure. And uh, I started everything started around that, and actually designed the the village around this mill and the stream that comes down. Uh, are your trees handmade, or <clears throat> some of them are? Some of the some of those really nice pines are not. <laughs> uh, they're they're like, handmade by somebody, but not me. <laughs> um, but the deciduous tree in the in the in the town is me and a couple of the other ones. Yeah, that uh, that that those pine trees are pretty sweet. Yeah, they I I found those from a local guy. He won't tell me where he got them, but uh, I needed something that that went with the village because a lot of the trees like that are, are just, I don't know. They, they're made out of wire brushes and they just, they just don't look right. So I was happy to find those trees. Yeah. Ties, right. ties planes. I think that got that guy, that guy gets them. He's really, really good trees. Yeah. They're He's fantastic. There's um, there's a Facebook group I'm a part of, a miniature Facebook group. And this kid, man, like I'll say probably almost a year ago now, he posted this picture of this tree he made out of wire. And oh my God, man, it was the, I so wish I would have screenshot of this thing. It was the best wire tree I've ever seen. I was, just, I don't know, man. Some people just like can take a 
dumb technique and just make it so good. And it's so inspiring. Like, I mean, it's kind of like your brickwork here, man. Like my brickwork, as far as foam, is freaking terrible. And <laughs> when I saw yours, I was like, wow. This is pretty I don't know about that. I saw, I saw a picture on your on your Instagram that was, you nailed it. It was a tower or something, something you built. What, what was that tower? Oh, yeah, that wizard's tower thing. Yeah, that uh, was that beautiful. Was, yeah, that was um I was gonna do what the hell was I gonna do? Oh, I was trying to do I was trying to um build a, I was that was actually it was just supposed to be a test wizard house because I was trying to do um to see what it looked like. Uh I was gonna do like a, a Wizard of Oz, like the, the tower in the distance. Mm-hmm. And I was just playing around with it, just trying to see because that, that took me like two only like two weeks to make, but I don't know. It was it was it was like hot glue all. It was a fucking mess up close. <laughs> it was hot glue all over and just not good. But I guess from a distance it might look all right. But um, what about like what type of uh, what do you have like uh what is it a proxon the, the uh, foam wire cutter thing? Right behind me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's that's a that's a godsend. I love that thing. I'm I spent the book. They they make some nice tools. Oh, yeah. Um, oh yeah. But I've set up a just set up a jig and a ch- one of those um, chopper twos. It's got a little razor blade chopper, mm-hmm. and so I cut the strips of it's regular pink foam you can get at um, Home Depot. Sure. And then I set a little jig up and I slide these long rods in and just chop, 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 and I set it up at an angle so that all the bricks kind of fall down into a bag, and it's it's one of the quickest production runs I can do. The, the Resin casting in the in the um, plaster casting takes takes a little bit longer, but that phone working with that phone is fast. Oh wow, really? Yeah, My, I bought. Did you use, have you heard, seen the um, uh, Black Magic guy? He he um, always talks about, him, but that third party dude that makes all the addition add-ons to that thing, the mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, sand yeah. something. Yeah, I, I I don't remember. I bought two of his things. I bought the thing that for uh, it's like it cuts straight, like you. I don't know. It's like these add like the straight one and the one that you make so you can do circles. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is, is when I moved, like the circle, how you, how the, the, the trick of it is there's a tack in the middle and um, you, put, you put the foam on the tack and you spin it around. And that's how you make the circle and you can kind of move, you can move, uh, I don't know, then you move the cutter to however big you want the circle. But the problem was, is when I moved, the tack fell out. And whatever size that guy, because the thing comes somewhere from Europe, the guy makes them. Whatever mm-hmm. size tack he used for that, I can, dude, I cannot find this goddamn thing anywhere. Like I have bought every tack from Joanne's, every tack from Michael's, and none of them fit in there. And um, so it's like, so I can't even use it anymore. So if you ever buy it, just be careful not to lose that tack. But, um, okay. Yeah, it's pretty, I don't know. Those atoms are pretty nice. Um, I, the one that, that cuts angles, I always kind of want, are you able to cut angles? Do you have something you built? You said, yeah, it comes with a little jig that you can, uh, you can angle, do regular angles and stuff like that. I, I don't do too many angles. Um, that metal thing, right? The metal arm thing. Yeah. It's a, what do they call that thing? A fence or something like that. Yeah. I've, I've used that a, a couple of times, but I, you know, for me, I primarily use it for straight shot foam rod and just, just cutting the bricks at different sizes. And making sure that the system, the brick system, is it works. Because if you don't yeah. get that right, you, by the time you get to the end of the building, it's it's going to be a mess. So <laughs> yeah, studying studying a lot of brick work and things like that. 
use mortar or how, how do you use your mortar? I actually use, I've, I've tried a couple different things. Um, one thing I really like is uh, I use a lot of Woodland Scenic products. They make, they make some pretty good stuff. It's styro, it's like a styrofoam paste. And after all the brick works in there, I just, I rub all that in there and it, it, it makes a, it makes a mortar. Seems to work. Yeah. It works pretty good. As far as I know, I, I think I'm going to uh, try some other things, some actual grout, some fine grout. I've seen guys. That's what actually I use. Yeah. 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 The only problem is, is um, the, 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 the main problem. I, I Well, this is one reason I don't use foam anymore is the grout will rub, it will rub off the paint on your foam. Um, there's almost no way of getting around that. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's a primer or something you can put on. I, I don't know. But yeah, on the foam, it will rub off. Even on the, my plaster, it will rub off. So you have to kind of try to get the paint right in the my, my, my plaster bricks. You have to kind of get the paint right beforehand um, mm-hmm. instead of trying to get the bricks and paint on top of it because the grout will rub off the paint. Um, but if you can get it right, the grout, dude, it looks... I, it looks like super real because <laughs> it is real. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, now would you yeah, try you and get, coat the bricks after you paint them with something? Yeah. Maybe like a, like a matte gloss or, or yeah, a matte, matte, like a matte finish or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, I guess that might work. I don't know. I've never tried it, but um, yeah, that's the only problem. I, but there's like, um, there's also, there's um, like kind of like a putty grout stuff you can get. That's more of like a putty, not with like the little rocks or anything in there. Mm-hmm. You can use that. I have some of that stuff too. That works pretty well. Um, especially when it dries, it'll, it'll harden your, um, it'll get reinforce your, um, your, you know, your base, um, when the grout hardens. So. Yeah. I, I, I have good luck with the styrofoam paste. It's, it's light and it, it takes stain and, and everything. And it comes right off of that foam. So, and it you, doesn't have any what, what, grit in weather it. it all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, clearly you do. <laughs> So, uh, how'd you get um i mean like some of these buildings have a lot i mean you have like a lot of stuff going oh i see that you have um i'm looking at the watching the video because the video is the, yeah your video that you posted was what really sold me on this village because man like it's freaking wild did you take this to an exhibit or something i did it was the first time i've ever shown it to anybody my wife was like you got to show this thing it's just sitting in your studio so i took it to a local train show in raleigh and um, it, it, the legs come off of it, and it it just uh, I propped it up Wait, with some saw horse, put the legs back on, and put it in the show. The guys were nice enough to to invite me. Another guy had saw my work and invited me to the show, and that was a it was a really good experience sharing it. There's a lot a lot of people with a lot of comments, and uh, it was really fun. Really, what um, what uh. Like what? Like, I've never been to a miniature show before, and I've always wanted to go to one. Um, like, what was? I know you just kind of said the experience, but like, uh, I mean, was there a lot of people there? Was it kind of a lot of people? Or was it how? How was the turnout? Well, it's uh, so at a train show, you have a lot of vendors that set up and sell their products, to all the different scales that trains come in, and then you have layouts that are all set up so you can just people. And I was in that section. I would say about. I don't know, five, 600 people went through. So I talked to five or 600 people, you know, basically answering the same questions. How long did this take? You know, how did you do this? How did you, and I, and I enjoyed it. I, I loved it. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah. 
people, and people they, they generally have, yeah, all over the all over the country. So uh, I have been to a, uh, I guess an I. Let's see, IPMS show. Is that the one in Vegas? No, they have them all over. Every state has their own chapters in every area. So uh, International Plastic Modeler Society, so or show. And that, those are really incredible. The work that you see there is is fantastic. It's it's really? and it's really good to see it up close and in, in in person. A lot of times, um, it's just a whole different experience than it's just like art, right? It's just looking at a painting online or looking at a painting in a museum. It just uh, takes you to a different place. What, is it mostly like uh, like your your army tanks and planes and stuff like that? Is that what it is? They have different, yeah. They have different categories. It's mostly military. Um, armor, planes, ships, whatever the categories are. I entered uh, the barn there. I entered one time in a scratch, in scratch build section and I had, I entered it under vehicles cause it had a truck in it. So I was good. <laughs> yeah. What's up? What have you, do you know of, um, I've been looking like to take my stuff to some type of modeling conventions and stuff, but like, it's always, it's always kind of like what you said. It's more, it's more of the, the military stuff or the, the the plastic stuff. Is there any type of shows that are dedicated to like modelers? Do you know of? I know, I know there's some in Europe. There's there's a there's one in Europe that's I don't know the name off the top of my head, but you know I, I run into the same thing. The train guys are like, or the train folks are like, mm, you're not a train person because your train doesn't do anything. It goes from point A to point B, which is a six foot span. So. Yeah, it doesn't impress us. And then the the, uh, the the diorama people are like, well, it's got a train in it, so you're not really a diorama person. So you end up in this <laughs> in this it's area crazy. that nobody owns. So <laughs> um, and I, you know, it's cool. I like it like that. You know, but no, I don't know of any. Uh, I don't know of any uh, shows or anything that just dedicate to sc- like scratch building or, or anything like that. I'm sure there are so. I see people. Yeah, like, um, what's his name? Uh, Jean Bernard Andre from Jean, Jean uh, Diorama. I'll see him. He enters a lot of shows in Europe and always takes I, first I, place. I probably do. I know who he is. I probably know who he is, right? Oh, you should. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic work. John, Spelled yeah. G E A N Diorama. G E A N Diorama. I'm sorry, J E A N. J E N, J E A N, yeah. Diorama. Oh yeah, there he is. Okay, I follow this guy. No, but oh yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's good. He makes like little, I don't know what they call like silhouettes or whatever they're called. Where it's uh, just like a, more of like an individual. Yeah, they're they're small and they're. Um, he makes the figures and it does a lot with water. I'd been looking at him for years before I even started. Um, the, his water technique is just beautiful. Oh, wow. I'll talk to him about him coming on here. Yeah, it's um problem with miniature artists. What I've came to realization after doing this podcast, many are like, eh, I don't like talking. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know, like a lot of introverts, you know? Yeah, I'm not big on talking about my work either, but I mean, it's... I do like sharing it. You know, it's, it's fun to share it and uh, it's fun to talk to others who, who do this type of work. 
it's just not, it's not like there is a neighborhood full of them. But there's, yeah. I don't think I have any of my friends or, or diorama artists or anything. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, it's like my, but you know, my high school, all my high school friends, like they're like, oh, cool. I mean, yeah, they're like, oh, that's cool. And like, they don't really give a shit. <laughs> like, like the, uh, why, you, why you do this again? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the cool. Why, why, why do you do this? When do you have the time? Well, when do you have the time to watch your football game or whatever the hell you do, you know? Like, right. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing this thing. So, but, uh, yeah, I wish there was more of a public, uh, you know, there's like comic cons and stuff. I wish there was something where it's more of like scratch builders where this like all people in the modeling community can just really show off, show off their talents. Cause I just, I don't know of any, I've asked so many people that they heard of anything in the United States and no one's like, I have no idea if there is. Right. So I, I guess. If, I did join a forum. I found a forum of, of people who um, really take modeling to the, to the nth degree and it's a good group of people and i did find that so it's called it? I think, there's a company called westlake publishing and they produce a lot of books really good books or they used to and uh they've started a forum and there's some fantastic fantastic modelers on that Westlake publishing forums these are i call oh yeah here we are i'm gonna save that I want to be part of like, are you a Reddit? Do you use Reddit? No, I don't. Yeah. They have, um, there's model maker subreddits that you know, I'm part of. I'm part of all those. Some guys have mixed pretty stuff. Mostly like some of the really cool stuff is the, um, the people that do the painting of uh, plastic stuff. And like, what's really neat, like, you know, most, most, I should say a lot of people do the kind of same tank stuff, you know, 90% of is like tanks or uh, maybe airplanes or something. But every once in a while you get that dude that makes like that, fucking kick-ass motorcycle that just has like the most pristine paint job ever and it's like it's yeah those things are so neat and i really like looking at them but as far as scratch builders man it's not it's it's small small league we're in (laughs) you know yeah i I mean just what you do is is great i i when you told me you had a podcast i was like what (laughs) and i checked it out and i was like wow this is uh, very interesting talk to you know and get to talk to guys that uh they're into this you know it's this thing and like i said it's a small league that's not a lot of players but you know so it's like it's like the podcast isn't i don't got a fucking massive podcast but i do have people that listen to it every week or every time i post one i just kind of do it. the the problem i would do this more often if i could find more people that would want to share the work but like i said most people are just kind of like yeah i'm not talking about my work isn't my thing that's what most people say so mm-hmm. i just kind of take what i you know i should take what i can get I'm glad like you and some of the other people they're glad the other people come on. One guy, dude, if you want to see who I recommend everybody I talk to now is Luca uh, Luca I think Hedges is his last name, the guy that's the director of that film Slice of Life. I interviewed him like two or three interviews ago. Dude, check out his movie on YouTube. He made a he made a it's called Slice of Life. He made a movie out of miniatures. He combined miniatures and real movie. He did this whole thing out of his garage. Dude, it is so awesome, man. Like, this is like space sci-fi movie thing. And it's, dude, it's, have you heard of this? I I, I heard it because I went to your podcast and I listened to the interview. And, uh, or did I, did you have an interview with him? Yeah, yeah, Luca, Luca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I heard the interview and then I went and looked at the movie, watched the movie. And it, yeah. And then I did the behind, you know, how he built behind it. Behind the scenes stuff. Really good. Dude, yeah. it's so awesome, man. 
Yeah. And just think him and just one other guy did all that. Yeah. Well, it was like, I think it was like one to him, other friend, but by the time they got, what do you say? Like he crowdfunded like $80,000. He, I think he had more than like, he got more people to join, but yeah, I think he said for like the first two years or something, it was only him and his buddy that did it. But yeah, it's, it's a I, dying art. Yeah, it dude, it's like. fucking inspiring is what it was. But um, have you tried to do any type of photographing or videos other than what you've done? Have you tried to get kind of crazy with it? No, I have. I mean, the photographs are all, you know, iPhone photographs sure. that I take. And then uh, I watch what I've seen what you do and, and with the smoke and the, the just the atmosphere. And there's a lot of other people that do similar things. And yeah. It's just a matter of time, I think, more than anything else. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, Pal- uh, Palentium TV contacted me, and they want me to do a video, and I, I just couldn't even find the time to do that. So, I, I got to get that done. So, wow, really? Yeah. So, who's pl- who, who's that? Is that like just? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but there's a European con- a company that puts puts videos on YouTube's for trains in my especially. My scale, I guess, is gauge one, but I've seen other scales, but they do a fantastic job and they kind of just, the train just runs around the, the and gives you a, a view of the of the villages and, and things they built. It's really, it's a really well done channel. It's on they YouTube. Want to showcase, they want to showcase your, your work? Is that what they want to do? Yeah. Yeah. They, they like to, you know, you got to give them a video. I mean, they're not going to fly over here from Europe to, to shoot you. <laughs> right. You have to supply them with with a video of it. And I just, you know, getting the lights and running the train and and doing all that. It's just, it's just a, it's a time thing. Sure. Yeah. What about, do do you guys have a DSLR, you or your wife? Um, I, I, I have an old, um, Nikon D50. So no. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, 850 or a mirrorless, but uh, that's a possibility. But then you know there's a laser cutter, so yeah, you can't have it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. What am I thinking? Yeah, but I say if you ever do, like it's not like set, getting a uh, a picture of a diorama, like you know you spend an afternoon or just a couple hours. I mean, even you have a buddy with DSLR to come over, take some good pictures of a uh, of your diorama, man. It goes a long way. Like when I actually will go down to my I mean, most of my shit, I just take with my cell phone when I'm posting stuff like on Facebook or Instagram stories. When I actually take the time to go downstairs with my DSLR and set up my lights and stuff, it takes me about three hours. But, you know, it's pretty badass when you kind of make it to look good. So, you know, your stuff, I think with the stone, the depth that you have going on in your um, your village, man, dude, you can get some pretty wicked shit. Where are you? Are you located in the middle of America, east, west coast? Where are you at? North Carolina. Oh, you're in North Carolina? Yep. I was just kind of over in your neck of woods a few months ago over in South Carolina. Kind of. So. It's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, Char- Charleston. We visited. It's pretty, pretty it's, place. Like oh, dude, this that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, uh, one question I have. So I'm watching your video. I see a tree, a large oak tree or something. Did you make that? Yeah, that's handmade. That's a wire. I just a bunch of wire wound up together, and then. Uh, put the branches out and then put the uh, flock and stuff on it. Yeah. That's a big tree. But, yeah. That's a, it's a big ass tree, but that's kind of what I'm, I'm making my, my next house. I wanted an Oak tree kind of like that. Um, is it, how'd you get, how'd you get the sculpting. base? Like, how'd you get the, the tree trunk? How'd you do that? I used sculpting around the tree that's trunk and, and carved clay. it all. And then I just took a heat gun and kind of cooked it and then painted it. 
Is that clay or what is sculpty? What's that? Sculpty's a clay, yeah. It's a modeler's clay. Oh, really? Yeah. If if I had to do it over again, I think I would take my time, do it a little slower, take you know, do it like you're talking about the other guy who uh had built that tree. Uh-huh. It it takes a while. It takes a while to get it right, just like anything. Um but uh, I enjoyed doing it, but it's uh, it's different. It's, it's different than brickwork in, in, in architecture. That's for sure. Yeah, I was thinking about doing a uh, work with clay. I got a bunch of clay downstairs I've never used. Um, but what if you took like bark and kind of wrapped it around it to get the texture? Would that look good, do you think? Actual bark? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could you could push right you'd have to find out something to scale you know a lot of things times i use regular trees i use actual branches that i'm sure look, look certain certain species of trees look like the branches look like a miniature tree especially if you're doing a dead tree that's that's the way to go yeah have you used uh sage sage branches i have i yep. have done that um i think yeah, I, yeah, I got a bunch of sage one time and, and did so there's probably some sage in that in some of those pictures i don't use it a lot like yeah I, if you can get like a real branchy one they look pretty good but those pine those pine trees man whoever made those knew what they were doing fantastic <laughs> i just i love them. if you get right close up to them you still it's it's hard to tell they're they're, they're still keeps the keeps the yeah. realistic look um, are your gutters, what do you use for your gutters? Is that just, uh, straws? It's butane. Uh, I think it's like butane. Is it not a, um, type plastic? It's not styrene, but it's, um, it's another, it's a gray. I get it from a uh, plaster straw and it's, it's just a half circle and I, uh, clean it real good and then, uh, sand it down and then paint it and it, it scales, right? It scales pretty good. Um, yeah, it looks pretty close. Some people use, uh, I think, tinfoil mm -hmm. or, or some kind of maybe like thicker lead or something. I'm, I'm going to try some different things. That was easy. So I could do a better job on those, I think, um, those gutters. But uh, that works works for now for this part. Uh, was it uh, Mini Mart, Micro Mart, or Mini, Mini Mart? I think was that the company that sells My, the uh, Micro Mart. Yeah, that's, that's the company that sells the tools. But uh, Mini yeah, Mart. Mini yeah. Mart, it's they sell a um, a kit, an expand like was an expansion kit that has a gutter in there. Um, I bought like three cases of it, so I have a ton of gutters downstairs. But oh, really? It, huh. Yeah, it's, dude, it's awesome because there's window, there's windows, there's doors in there. There's um, there's all sorts of shit you can use. Um, I'll send if I have Mini Art, right? Is that what you're mini, saying? Mini Mini Art, Mini Art. Yep. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that. I think I think. On this next project, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it out of sheet metal, and I'm actually going to try to curve make it. it as close to and yeah, curve it on a rod or something, and try to make it as close to the actual gutters as possible with all the straps and everything. Yeah, there you go. You know, um, a guy that does a lot of that is you know Tokyo Build, Christopher yeah. Robbins. Yeah, Christopher Robbins. Yeah. yeah, that dude. I don't know if you saw it, but I interviewed he. I, I interviewed him uh, about six months ago. And, uh, dude, that guy, cause he's like, he's like, he's really into fabrication, like the, the whole process of making shit. Mm -hmm. Um, so like he takes it super seriously. Like he, just like you said, everything on his house is he tries to hand make exactly how they'd make it for real. So, um, 
Man, that dude's next level, man. <laughs> that dude is wild. It's fantastic. Yeah. Very yeah, yeah. inspiring. Yeah, Joshua Smith, Marco, Marcel Ackle, Chris Toledo. All I mean, there are just it's good to that's why I like Instagram so much, is it's so good to have access to see those people and see their work. And uh, yeah, the whole man. ecosystem is, is real nice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. How, do you get do you get um commission offers ever? I've done one commission um yeah. previously, and I don't I don't promote commissions, but I I'm going to probably start doing that. Like I said earlier, I'm going to figure out to monetize this a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm uh, I would take commissions. It, it, I, I think I would like to try that, especially like a historic building or something. something I think you could do it too getting ready to tear down and that they want to preserve or, you know, so I yeah, exactly. com- had a commission on a tractor, you know, die cast tractor that wanted a, a in a barn. Mm. That was cool. Is that, is that the tractor you have on your Instagram? No, it's, it's actually, actually I got rid of that, that one. I get, it was a commission, so I don't have it. I don't even have a picture of it, mm. but uh, yeah, yeah, it's similar, I mean, similar to the one I have on the Instagram. That one's a, uh, actually a die cast tractor that you, you purchase and then I strip it all down and take it apart and rebuild it back up and weather it. That's oh, really? Kind of yeah. That's if you look wild. at it, if you look at the picture, you, you slide over, you do one picture, it shows the, the original one. Let's see. Which one am I looking at here? This The tractor seat. Look at the tractor seat. Oh, yeah. There we are. All right. Let's see. Why is this not working? Oh, I see. Oh, shit. Yeah, I see now. Okay. Wild. <laughs> hey, he just tore, tore it all up and gave it, uh, gave it the ring, huh? Yeah. Like it's been sitting under there for too long. What'd you do for your, um, on your building the burger thing, did you do the uh, the paper kind of sanded off the the sign that's kind of worn off on the side of the brick building? How did you do that? Let's see the 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 burger the says the boucherie. Yeah, the the butcher shop. It's yeah. Uh, so I printed out in uh, on my laser jet or not laser jet, my inkjet. I have an yep. Epson inkjet, and then uh, I go over it with um, colored pencil a lot of times or chalks to, and then I, I actually weather that sign and then mount that to a, to a board. That's the way I did that one. That's uh, not typically what I do normally, like these signs you see in France on the walls and everything mm-hmm. actually print it out in reverse and laser jet. And then I put Mod Podge on the walls. You take that laser jet print, you put it right onto the Mod Podge then put Mod Podge over it and let it dry. And then you take a sponge and, and I wipe it all off because the, the paper will start to beat up and you can actually wipe the paper off, but it leaves the print. Oh, really? Yeah, that is a, that is a, it, it really, if you do it right, it, it really looks good. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to try that sometime. Yeah, that's, oh. that's, that's, that's I'm trying to find an example of that. So, so if you scroll down and look at the uh, 
the tavern, mm-hmm. the burger. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so is that what you're talking? The burger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that is not, that. I did that with the laser jet reverse printing. Oh, okay. Okay. And then the other building, the next one to it, same thing. You get really some good effects, especially for weathered signs. If you look at the scroll down, you can see the the back, the little um, luggage cart next to the brick wall with a woman on the poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It's not a. It's all just ink, the laser jet ink on the wall. But you have to do it in reverse, or it won't. You know, it won't look right. So, okay, let's. Uh, okay, so you take. Okay, so. Laser ink is that just print you print it or what is it? What do you mean? What is that? No, a laser, a laser. I've only done it with laser jets. It, it, it works best with laser jet. Um, it's a it's a toner, a colored toner. It's different than inkjet, so you have to look that up. But it's a laser jet printer, and uh, they're pretty mm-hmm. common. And you just print your design to scale, whatever you want, on that paper in reverse. So it, when you read it, it looks. Like it's backwards. Yeah. Just flip it, mirror it. Yep. You mirror it. Yeah. You put the Mod Podge wherever you want it and you lay that print right up against it. Make sure it's straight the way you want it. And then I put Mod Podge on the back of it too. Let it all dry. It has to be thoroughly dry. Okay. And then I just start wiping it off with a sponge and the paper just beads right off and comes right off and leaves the print. That's wild. That is wild. Wow. I'm going to I'm gonna have to play around with that. <laughs> oh, it is very. Right? Yeah, it's now if you notice that like sometimes you have to paint your wall white or cream or whatever color because it won't do white because white doesn't come out as as a color on a laser jet print. Yeah, right, right, right. You can't get white. You can't achieve white. So you have to make it an under. Like an off white or something? Well, whatever whatever it needs to be. Any light, light white colors have to be. So a lot of times they would paint the walls white and then they would, you know, paint the painting right on the walls. If you look at advertising on walls and you research it, it a lot of them have underprint paintings on. Hmm. So that woman's dress is, is white, but you can't see it. It's just the color yeah. of the building. Like anything, it's just <laughs> trial and error. That's a pretty slick little freaking trick, man. <laughs> That's I didn't come up with it. I, I I read it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what's in, what's your next on your play? Are you making a new um whole other village, or would you would you say you're doing next? So this village right here is just a four by six module, and I'm going to probably mm-hmm. build another module which will have a cathedral on it and an actual okay. like a downtown with shops in it. That's one project, and I also like to do some individual buildings. You know, full 360 degree on a on a base, and really kind of push the not not so worried about the whole village, but just the focus on the building itself and the details. Hmm. Um, that's I think I'm I'm going to do do something like that in 2022. Yeah, um, if you can figure out the cathedral, the stained glass windows that make it look real, let me know. <laughs> I guess I'm. I have been trying to, I've been trying to think, I've been thinking about this for many months and how I can get the stained glass window look, look hundred percent authentic with trying to use acrylic, uh, clear acrylics as the glass. I'm not I sure actually, how. 
I had a lady talk, try it. She does stained glass windows for a living. She said, you could probably do it authentically for real. I'm like, no way. I'm not, I'm not going to build a miniature stained glass window with, with yeah, soap well, lead. No. I'm thinking I ain't jet on clear acetate. Would that work? Have you tried that? No, 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 no. I, I mean, I've never, as far as like uh, ink, I, I've not even dabbled in it. So, I mean, you'd probably know better than I would. No, nah, I'm trying it. But when I get to it, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm, I've been toying with this idea, like trying to get the, you know, just a, uh, cause you know, I'm in Iowa and there's a lot of badass churches around here. Like dude, it's wild, man. You'll be like driving in these small towns that are like 500 people that live there, but these churches they have in these towns are just fucking immaculate, man. Like something plucked right out of England or something. And um, some of their stained glass windows are so neat. And uh, I've been like, really like, man, it'd be neat to make one of those, but I don't really know how. Do you have an inkjet printer? Yeah. 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 Right here. Right I, down here. I, I would try to print it right on a clear acetate, like a frosted acetate or something. Is acetate like acrylic or what is that? I don't have any idea. It's a, it's a, I used to use it in screen printing. It's just a plastic clear. Oh, plastic. Really? Yeah. Just a clear plastic and you can get it frosted or you can get it uh, clear. Hobby Lobby's got, got it too. That's where, oh, I like, that's where I'm going to start. <laughs> like styrene, you mean? What do you mean? No, it's clear. It's just it's just acetate. It's it's clear clear plastic. That oh, you okay, can. all right. It comes in eight and a half by eleven sheets. You can get it uh, frosted. I, yeah, you probably have to special order, but yeah, you can because uh, I used to use it for uh, separations, and it takes ink like any ink on it real well because it's got a kind of a texture to it. Yeah, that might be the way to go. What about, okay, well, let's talk about, uh, you know, before you go, let's talk about your doors. Are your doors just handmade out of balsa wood strips and stuff? Is that how you're making those? Yeah, it's just handmade out of balsa wood. And then there's little, the molding is really thin styrene rod. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the doorknobs are just pins dipped in white acrylic paint. Pushing through the, the molding. Okay, that's like I've been trying to explain this to my to my girlfriend. I'm like the problem with the laser cutting doors is trying to get that molding in there. I can't. I can't. I, I don't know how to do it. But you use man, dude. That those that styrene rods. That is good. That's that's what I'm gonna try. With the um, that's the styrene rods, right? Is what you use? Yeah, it's really thin. Really thin styrene rods because that door, you know, it's I guess that door is probably about maybe two inches tall. Yeah, exactly. It's like I think like a I think I did the measurements like my doors like would be one point seven five inches high or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I scaled it to thirty fifth, so yeah, it'd probably be all right. Um, so. I had some old doors up there, and when I first did it, I liked them a lot, and then I just kept trying to. Because the train station has what one, two, three, four, five sets of doors. So my first set of doors, which I thought was good, by the time I got to the fifth one, I took that old photo down and replaced it with this. <laughs> they, it turned out a little bit better. Getting better and better. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the yeah. deal, right? You just improve every the glass. Time. I'm not happy with the glass though. It's just acetate with scotch tape on the back, and 
I don't know. Ah, man, it looks good. I, I would never have guessed that. It looks good, I think. Yeah. I did. And of course, I didn't do the interior, so you can't really have clear if you're going to have lights on. So I don't know. I'm still working with that to try to figure that out. What's – um? so my newest project, I'm making – I did interior. First time I've ever done interior on a building. All your, sets of new props you have to deal with. Your last, your last post, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, exactly. that was really good. That was it's yeah, really yeah. good first time. Well, that's yeah. That's it's still there's all sorts of problems. I just finished it today. Got all the pictures on the wall, everything. But the problem you're dealing with one thirty fifth. Now um, again, I only have a laser cutter. I don't have a three D printer. You're trying to laser cut wood that small. It's super fragile. It flakes apart. Trying to get all the connections made right is super hard. Um, you need a 3D printer to actually build, because actually the furniture is actually, it's actually too big. Like, but like if I would have put like one thirty fifth scale, it's like a person in there, the the furniture would be too big. But if I look at the picture, you can't really tell. But if you're standing there, you can tell. But uh, you really need a 3D printer to get the uh, the furniture of the correct scale, I think, because the laser cutter just ain't gonna do it. What would be if you had to tackle it? What would you? What do you think your? What would? What kind of method would you go? For the furniture? Yeah. Just anything inside, like plates, whatever. Um, I'd either stamp something with a metal or, or clay that's sculpty. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. Yeah. I tell you what, there's a guy. I'm going to try to look it up right here real quick. His name is David Meredith. Neat. David Meredith. Is it Instagram? Okay, here it yes. is. Incredible. Just incredible. Whoa. All, all okay. Over, all over What's the place. Up? What sizes does he do? What size is this? Um, I'm going to guess this is about... 112th, probably. 112th, probably, yeah. Look, look at the cutting board and everything. Yeah, most people that do work. most people that do furniture is all dollhouse size. Um, like I'm trying to find the guy who knows how to make 135th scale stuff, and I've yet to find that guy. <laughs> you know, like, but yeah, this is these are some these doors are pretty right on. <laughs> They're pretty pretty rad. Yeah, the furniture, but see the uh, how he does the sculpty stuff, like the little statues and everything. Let's see. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Yeah! Oh holy shit! That's out of clay. Yeah, it's, he made. I guess he made a prototype, and then he poured uh, silicone over it and, and made multiples. But if you can get one, and then the books, the books, and the apples, and you just keep scrolling down. Just a lot of other stuff too. But that's some, that's some yeah. good work. Yeah, the clay clean, is not a very bad, precise. That, that would be a good idea for um, for plates and stuff, and just paint them whatever color you want them to, like a white, a china white or whatever I think it is. So. I think you could probably make some stamps or molds, or I mean, that's how they make a plate, a metal plate, so stamps. So. Yeah, if you ever get a three D printer, um, if you go with um, what is that guy's name on YouTube? Night Shift is that his name? Uh, what's that guy's name? Um. 
uh, he has a pretty big YouTube channel, um, like 200,000 followers or something. What is his name? Oh, I watch him all the time. Uh, yeah, Night Shift. You ever watch that guy? I probably have. And yeah, well, anyways. Didn't um, remember. Uh, he, he has like the go-to um, uh, tutorial on, on um, what is that? It's like the one that like really set him off was uh, – it's like this weathering tutorial that he made that like blew up. Um, but anyways, this guy, if you follow him on Patreon, uh, he has um, he works in all 135th and he has a bunch of 3D uh, uh, plans for 135th. Like he has like the, the, the Spanish tiles for roofs. Um, he has like a bunch of different stuff that's really useful that if I buy a 3D printer, I'm going to Patreon this guy to get all of his files um, because his stuff is. Is it the guy with the really- uh, interior stuff? The interior stuff like a ceiling fan? You might be thinking of um, the guy that's named like Lazing, Laser Cut Creation or something. Is that who you're thinking of? La- mm-hmm. Laser Creation World. Is that who you're thinking of? Not sure. I don't know. But anyways, sure. like, yeah, there's a few guys that do 3D printing in 135th. And uh, that seems to be the route because I don't fucking, I'm trying to learn how to 3D make stuff 3D is going to be a pain in the ass for a printer. There's plenty of people out there that already have the files available. You just buy it from them and yeah, make your stuff. You're gonna you're gonna try to. I'm gonna try to make learn to, to do the 3D. That's gonna be a, a learning curve, but hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah, it is. Well, I'm talking like I guess I'm talking about like uh, like plates or pots and pans or hard. like. Yeah, well, like you know, there's like there's plenty of files out there just to do it, so you don't have to learn. But yeah. maybe, or maybe that maybe that would be a good place to start learning that type of stuff. I don't know, but right, right. Um, no, but yeah, like gutters and stuff, and really windows and doors is some pretty cool stuff you can get. But yeah. So, anyways, uh, what else we got to talk about? Um, we're going on an hour now. It's been a good talk. I appreciate it. No, thanks for coming um, on, man. I'm always like t- talking to modelers, so. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's you got a good thing going. I, I really enjoy it and enjoy participating. Yeah, hell yeah, man. We'll be uh, getting this up and uh, and yeah, we'll get this up. I'll get this up uh, probably tonight here, and it'll be it'll be live. And um, yeah, man. If you uh, if there's any type of uh, anything else you need, to let me know. Just uh, feel free to tell me. We'll get you back on if you have anything else to talk about. But uh, it's been a pleasure, Greg. Thank you for doing this. Thanks, Nick. <laughs>